Ain't nothing worse than a smart dumb. Los Angeles, Nakers, 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 Nakers. All right, so good afternoon, everybody. I'm back at it with another episode of the Smart Dumb Podcast, and I am actually very excited uh, today. Uh, my special guest, I feel like I I was introduced to them about a week prior to this recording. Um, you know, we're just in a we're just in a great time right now for Black businesses. We're intentionally uh, sharing them, promoting them, showing them, and you know, somebody or a few people were like, you know, "Have you heard of a?" ride share app and competition to what we're used to as black owned and i most certainly was not um the day i saw it i jumped on instagram reached out to them and little did i know we uh here we'd be in about a week and a half later um so i would love to allow you all to introduce yourselves uh, representing fair rider thank you so um i am uh, alan graham um, also, uh, Justin Jones is also on the line with me, who's uh, my head of marketing. Um, okay. And uh, I guess I'll talk a little bit about where we came from. So uh, we start we started about a year ago, um, and I just had this idea of you know why not have a rideshare delivery service that um, does things that helps the environment rather than hurt it. Um, and you know after just doing a little bit of research, I found out that rideshare now. Um, actually puts more pollution into the air uh, than if we hadn't had rideshare, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's being used so frequently. Uh, mm -hmm. So we said, you know, why don't we go ahead and come with a business model where we can utilize vehicles that are, one, nice for the customer, train drivers in a way that ensures the customer experiences a fair rider culture, and in addition to that, um, helping the planet at the same time just by the customer doing what they were already going to do in the first place. Um, so that's kind of how we started. Um, we first started doing things over in uh, Nova Universities. Uh, so those are like the community colleges in Virginia. We mm -hmm. used to do, help do their shuttle service. Um, and then uh, we kind of shut down because of COVID-19. Uh, just to make sure that people are, you know, remaining safe or whatnot, we decided to shut down our operations. Um, when we decided to open back up, there was a large influx of followers and downloads uh, because, you know, we're trying to do something for uh, not only uh, the environment, but also for the African-American community. Um, and so, you know, we've gotten a lot of support. Um, and it's been phenomenal. Um, but that's that's pretty much where we came from. Uh, Justin, if you have anything to add on to that. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, so one of the things that uh, actually before we even go any further, happy Juneteenth. Oh, um, yeah. First and foremost. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, jump that far into it. So let's, yeah. let's jump in and get that out the way. Uh, mm -hmm. So one, thank you for having us on your podcast today. But two, uh, happy Juneteenth. Absolutely. Uh, so now that we've gotten the pleasantries and formalities out of the way, um, you know, our mission from Jump has been to uh, give uh, a good affordable service that's also doing something for the environment. Um, and, you know, when we set out to do this, uh, obviously, our voice, um, it, which and it still is, um, you know, but before it was it was. Uh, bare minimal small 
Um, so we really didn't have the voice to be able to do the things that we want to do, but we had the vision and, and the mission and the idea. Um, so now that we are really kind of taking off and now that we are able to do rides again, um, especially after COVID, um, it's, it's now a mission for us to be able to uh, get our vision out there and our mission and, and deliver this to the people. All right. <clears throat> that's, that's very excellent. That's very excellent. So, so your, it seems like the origin as, as you, as, as uh, Alan stated was Nova and the community colleges in that area. Uh, is that where you all are based out of? And then is that where you all are from? Well, we started in uh, Virginia. However, we are based in D.C. So our headquarters are in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, we, we since we started off with, with Virginia and we started off um, specifically with Nova, we wanted to be able to kind of do this test pilot to, to see if this would be feasible for other campuses and universities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really unfortunate that, again, COVID happened, uh, you know, in the beginning of March. Well, it's bad that it happened period um you know being that it happened in march we really started to kind of push the the nova campus initiative um to to show them that we were out uh for them and on the streets uh to be able to to pick them up and take them either to their destination from class or from class to their destination um it just so happens that you know things shut down things happened um and it is unfortunate however uh now that things are kind of smoothing down the best that they can mm-hmm. um, and we're able to do rides, we're, we're really focusing hard on where we're located, which happens to be DC. Okay. All right. Understood. Understood. So, and I mean, yeah, that's the beauty of in general, a lot of industries in DC gives you such access to so many areas. I mean, yeah, you can head West, Southwest, try out the Virginia side, you can try DC, obviously you can, you have PG County at your disposal and so much more than that too. So, so that is, that is very good. Um, it's, yeah, I absolutely understand what you're saying as far as just the momentum side. Obviously we care about the humanity of what's going on with COVID. That, that goes without saying, but the reality is this was a new business that you are uh, we're, we're getting going and you were finding your momentum and your traction and it pretty much got halted. So, and you kind of talk to what it is that you were able to do. I mean, there are decades old businesses that are, that have been in jeopardy off of three months uh, of, you know, of a very, you know, new, uh, uh, you know, new experience that pretty much very few people have ever uh, had to deal with prior. So what is it, what was it that you are able to do to stay resilient and come back to this point that you are now able to open back up and, and offer rides again? Well, this is Alan. I would like to say that yeah, it 100% has to do with our team. Like our, our business model is flexible. So what I mean by that is, you know, because COVID happened, we switched to the, we, are, we were just went ahead and switched to delivery, started to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, now that COVID is, you know, going away, we're also seeing that there's a trend where it comes to, you know, more people want things delivered. So we changed our business model to that. And the only way we were able to do those types of things is because of my staff. My staff is very, very good at what they do. They're all specialists in their own fields, but they, a lot of them, most of us are veterans in, in our, um, in our company. And so they know how to plan um, and they know how to execute. 
And so that's our greatest strength is that we have that, was, those, that leadership and spirit to do that. Okay. Uh, very good. So vet, veterans as far as serving in the military? Or veterans as yes. far as... Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm actually, I'm in the military myself right now in the reserves. Oh, okay. I regularly, yeah. everybody, you know, for all those who apply, thank you all for your service. Definitely appreciate it. And that's even better. I'm glad you all, because... I mean, you know more than I do. It's it's uh, it can be a challenge for uh, you know quite a few or whatever, a handful more than there should be of, of veterans to return back uh, to civilian life and, and and live even a decent life. So it's great that you were able to tap into um, you know entrepreneurial mindset and have that supplement, whatever uh, else you might be doing. So that's great. Okay, yeah, taking a look at you know doing. The, the research that I was able to do, I did see, you know, there's, there's the driving, there's the being picked up and, and, and taken to wherever one might need to go. And there is the delivery service. So the delivery service, the, the first two, the driving and writing, the, the, were they available out of the gate? And, and then the delivery was added afterwards or, or yeah, can you kind of talk to, you know, what was this and that? And even, you know, if there's anything that you're, at a stage and just let people know what they can look forward to. If you care to share that, that'd be great too. Sure. So, and just, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong about any of these things, but uh, when it comes to the service that we offer, the rides uh, and driving that, that was immediate. That was, you know, the, the mm -hmm. base model. Um, but now we're getting into fair dine, which is the delivery service. So in about two weeks to three weeks, a new update is going to come out on the application. It's a big, big update. So it'll allow you to do a few things. One, you can order food. So we're going to be partnering mostly with uh, black uh, owners of restaurants, and they'll be able to upload themselves on our, on our application and go from there. Um, also, we have Fair Express. So I don't know if you noticed, but Uber has started allowing you to send packages well, uh, we've noticed that we'll be able to send packages for a cheaper price because of the type of vehicles we're using. Okay. So that's something uh, people will be able to do. But also Fair Life. So Fair Life has to do with, you know, a lifestyle of supporting um, healthy living, but also black business at the same time. So we want to incorporate things like, hey, if I don't want to go out to eat tonight, but I want a nicely cooked meal. Well, hey, I'm going to order a fair chef. So that way we can have a black chef or, uh, come to my house and cook for us. Or, hey, I want a barber. Okay, well, you can order that. So those mm -hmm. things are going to be in integrated in the next few weeks. In addition to that, something very exciting is we're starting a pilot program with Holoride. So I'm not sure if you're familiar, um, but basically Holoride is virtual reality in the car. Mm. So if you simply go to hollow, H-O-L-O, ride, R-I-D-E dot com, you'll be able to see kind of a video of what they do. But basically, instead of you just sitting in the backseat board, you can put on a virtual reality headset and you can be in a whole different world or you can play a game. Uh, there's all different types of things you can do, but just occupy yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 big. That is a big, that is a big deal. Because I mean, you know, just being able to order services and send packages that was good enough. But I, yeah, that's that was a little bit of even a step further. So that that's that's amazing that there's so much of this going on out of the gate. That that's really impressive that you all are already making moves like this. So I mean, continue to have okay, but what about this and what about that? Why don't we just step back real quick and talk about? that amazing team that you compiled, like who, you know, who are some of those individuals and 
I mean, I guess maybe for maybe it's safe to assume that it was like a veterans kind of connection. But how did they how did they come across you know come about for Allen and, and whoever to actually create the team itself? Oh, okay. So basically, you're asking about you know how I found my team. Is that what you mean, sir? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who are some of the people that comprise it, and also yeah, even how yeah, how did that come about? Right. So it started off with kind of people that I knew from my old unit. So I'm an intelligence officer. So I was in a unit at Fort Belvoir and I met a guy named Ellis Barella. He's now Major Barella. And we were kicked it off as really good friends. I told him about, you know, my business model, what I was thinking. And we kind of took it from there. What we did is we just kind of went through our paths of different people that were in the service or that we worked with, whether it be when I was working at the NSA or if I was working at Fort Belvoir's Inscom and just found those talented people that are in certain fields. So my chief financial officer, for instance, I didn't meet him in the military. I met him um, at a company in Alexandria, Global Skills Exchange, and he is a, a psychometrician. And myself, I'm also a psychometrician. So that's how we met. He's really good with numbers, so we integrate him. So we kind of like to get people that aren't one-trick ponies, people that can do multiple types of jobs, because right now, all of the staff, we all are volunteers. Uh, we are waiting to turn a profit first before we start paying everybody. So we're all working full-time jobs <laughs> other than me. Everyone that works for me has a full-time job and they do fair rider. So it's just kind of great that we're able to pull this off within one year. And I can't wait to see what's gonna, what it's going to look like when we're all being paid salaries and we can focus 100% on this business. Right, 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 right. Because, yes, you, it's hopefully encouraging to say right now, being able to put this much love and this much energy uh, into this product and then when it can turn a profit and there's no longer, I'm trying to do this, but I'm also needing to do that because I need the bills paid. And I'm also just that general need to balance two, if not, then sometimes more uh, businesses where you can just wake up every day knowing like, Hey, what's the next thing we can accomplish in this amazing new company we're excited to be about? Like, then it should only take off even more because now you're even more concentrated and kind of focus on a centralized goal. So definitely continue success on that. So there's, you all have so many, just, just as you already stated, you all have ideas. You definitely came in with the willingness and capability to pivot. And that's very important in today's world and for today's successful businesses. So how do you balance very ambitious goals with the, with, practicality to just say, okay, this is, this is enough. Let's, let's, let's get to this point, share this with uh, the public. But meanwhile, we get back to the drawing board and work on more of that, you know, version two of that or that this new project. Uh, so, uh, so this is Justin speaking now. Um, it, it really goes out with, with image and trying to stay true to our words. The words mean, Words mean currency. Words are currency. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just about monetary gain here. So, you know, if we say we're going to do something, we, we have to stick to it. That's the commitment that we've, we've given. So we've got to be able to hold truth to those to that accountability. With that being said, it's trusting in the team to be able to do the work. That, that, that's really what it comes down to especially because we are in a situation with COVID to where we're not all under one roof, where we're in a situation to where 
things aren't th- what we consider normal isn't a way of life anymore and there's a new normal that we have to adhere to which is why i do want to make mention that with our drivers we we use the top of the line germicides to be able to to kill any type of of germs that are in our cars after every ride so that's definitely something that i want to talk about in a little bit and i definitely want want alan to talk about that because it's something that he pushed for knowing what needed to be done with with COVID at the starts of it. And if it weren't for him uh, really coming up with, with trying to secure that deal, I'm not really too sure where we would be at currently, whether it was with Fair Dine or with Fair Ride. So there's, that's definitely important because it does deal with health. We have it, we owe it to not just ourselves, but our community to keep them informed of things like that, because it right. does deal directly with them. So we want to stay as relevant and as much as a breadth of information as physically possible, not just for the community, but what we're doing for Fair Rider, what we're trying to do for the community, what we see is happening in our communities as well, and how we can address these issues together as as one united front. No, I think, yeah, I'm... (laughs) I don't know if you read my mind or just, you know, just kind of said this would be a good thing to talk about. But absolutely, I, I'm I'm really impressed in just, a, you know, so far in the conversation, so much of your business model is responsibility and community. I definitely can name other companies, new or old, their bottom line is their bottom line. And after that, maybe, oh, maybe we'll care about human decency or anything like that. You know, there's companies decades old that we're seeing pro-Black Lives Matter commentary for the first time in their life. And so for, for you all to kind of be, have a lot of, of, of human decency, again, a general compassion in your ideals in the offset. And then, of course, understand very clearly that you are a Black-owned company, but you do. I also like that. It's not a Black, there's nothing about Fair Rider that says, only black people are supposed to be using this service. And that's great because sometimes we're too focused on our people that we exclusively limit. And now that's hurting your, you know, your, your bottom dollar, your possibility. It's just, a, it's, it just sounds like a great combination, all of these things. So yes, expanding to the very real current situation, by all means, please continue. So this is Alan. Um, when, mm-hmm. when it came, when it comes to what you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, we like to say that for Fair Rider, the F, the F in Fair Rider stands for family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, I mean, obviously we're a company. We're, we, we're in business so we can make um, a profit so we can okay. actually go across and spread this to everybody. But however, we're only going to be able to do that with the people that use our service. Yeah. So we have to listen to their needs and ensure that we're satisfying what they want. I think that a lot of businesses are so focused on their pocketbooks that they're not really, really getting down on the level and talking. Like for instance, um, all our executives, all of our lead riders, they're required to do at least a few rides. Mm. Like they have to do that because they will make decisions for drivers and they'll make decisions that concern customers. And if they're going to make those decisions, then they need to understand what it's like to be a driver, what it's like to interact with the customer. You know, we want to ensure that we're doing things that are going to be helpful for the community and just meet people where they're at. Okay. No, that's great. So, so yeah, that's a good one. And that's definitely the high level 
decision makers, it, it definitely helps to have that day-to-day experience. And then, as, and then on top of what you said, you also have your customer base that you listen to. And ideally, I, I'm sure there's even a methodology for the drivers, the people that, that you know, are on those, I guess, front lines, if you will, making it work. So what, what are some of the ways that you're listening to your customers that you will listen to, to more of the employee level individuals or independent going forward? What, what are some of those methods for, for, you know, getting their feedback so you can then bring it back to those decision levels? I think I'm going to let Justin handle that question. That's a, that's a good CMO question. Yeah, yeah, I'll take over that one. So a lot of it, a lot of what we've been hearing um, is the need for Fairrider to be in their city. Uh, so we hear it, mm-hmm. we see it, and we acknowledge it, we know it, and we're trying to get out there. We're trying to get to you guys. It's really, again, it, it really does go back to that accountability thing that I talked about earlier. We see the support coming in, and we see the love, and we see the need and desire. It's a little bit harder than you probably would think to be able to 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 utilize us in in different services or different cities different cities and states but we do see it and we are trying to get out there it it really does come down to being transparent in that sense to sh- to say hey we hear that you want us to come out to Miami to Las Vegas to Texas to California to Canada to Africa we we hear it all and God knows we want to get there as fast as we can, but it takes time. So bear with us. We see you. We're going to try to respond to every question that you guys have. We want to be able to stay as as transparent as we can, as authentic as we can. We want to be able to continue to give you live story updates, anything that happens, uh, whether it's app related, whether it's fair rider family related, whether it's company related, community related, we want to stay in front of you to be able to to give you that voice that you're looking for and even be your voice as well. Mm-hmm. All right, fair. At this point, I'm going to try to focus most of the discussion on actionable items as much as possible. So usually I like to wait till the end, but we've kind of already started. Uh, what are the ways, what are some of the effective ways for people to stay in tune with you all to reach out uh, to you all? What, what, where are those, where is your, pre- where is your internet presence that they can tap into? So internet presence, we are heavily influenced with Instagram and Facebook. Okay, um, okay. We do also have Twitter as well. Uh, and we do have LinkedIn, uh, but our main platform in which we have the biggest voice and we do a lot of the biggest work does happen to be Instagram. Okay. Um, we do currently have a website that is close to being launched. I never like to give specific on dates because then we have to stay true to dates and that's never fair for us or you guys. So I can say that it is being launched. We are working on it. It is a whole new look and feel. And of course, as you, and I'm sure everyone knows, including your listeners, if you want something right, it takes time and it takes work. So we're not going to put up anything half-assed for you guys. So, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for the new update to the app that's coming out soon. And please keep, sending the support and love that you guys are getting that's 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 how we thrive and that's that's what we do perfect now that i would yeah i mean i'm sure y'all can <laughs> y'all can handle this i know you appreciate again i'm 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 able i'm in this position i'm happy to be talking to you because there was some somebody's facebook post hey did y'all know and I, I absolutely did not that went from there the people who already are aware and, 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 and you're already on their radar, they have been interacting, feedback, you hear them. I think, again, in this era of, of 
increased awareness and us giving it uh, really taking the time to be a little bit more empowered and use our voice. I think people don't realize that they can do more like than just reaching into their individual pockets. There are ways for the community to come together and provide the dollars that are out there and exist. So what is a, what are some ways that you feel like or a way that you feel like the community, your fans, your supporters can that the ones that aren't in that are, that want you there, but you're not there yet. How can they help bring you there? So this is Alan. I think I can answer that. So the biggest thing to open in this new city is vehicles. Okay. That has always been the issue. So I will tell you right now, since we've been on the phone, I think maybe at least 15 reservations have come in. Right. Mm. And so, cause I can see all like the, we can, we can all see like them pop up on our phones. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, Motel is happening and we want to be able to supply enough for the demand. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously we, we just kind of, kind of came out of nowhere and so put our staff into a sprint so we are trying to fix that problem now but we know that when we go to the next city we want to we already know what the demand is going to look like so i think that if somebody and i've been and we're actually going to send this out to people that we want to have franchisees we are going to be making this into a franchise mm -hmm. but for the people that are interested we say just go out and find us 50 cars okay. 50 cars with drivers Mm -hmm. So basically we say, you know, go out there and it's as long as they are at least like a 2016 or newer hybrid or an electric vehicle, you can find 50 of those and you want to see in your city, we will set up a manager there and we will start the application out there. It's not hard for us to do that. All we have to do, it's just paperwork. So just getting an operating authority of the city and then just opening up a new policy for our, part of our insurance in that city. Everything else is gravy. If you have the drivers and you have the vehicles, then we can offer the service immediately. Do I take care of the rest? Okay. And this is like any, I mean, you're obviously thriving or, or, or you're getting it done in DC. So any other city in America, 50 vehicles is comfortable enough to get that going? Yes. I also believe that. So we're also in Indiana, Indiana right? Um, so we're in DC. We're also opening up operations in Indiana. So we're trying to expand as quickly as possible. But yes, um, 50 vehicles or more will at least help us with the initial demand because what we'll see is kind of what we saw before is we'll say, all right, there's an initial huge push, fantastic. Well, if we can meet the demand immediately that same day, then a lot of those customers will be repeat again. Yeah. And then it won't, and then that won't be an issue. So yeah, we're, we're, we will be pushing that information now. So we did write up um, a kind of a 30 day plan on how to open a franchise with Fairrider. And we're just kind of getting all the nitty gritty things down. Cause we've gotten a lot of people that want to have their own franchise in, in different cities and we want to help people do that. So we're just kind of getting all the little nitty gritty pieces together so we can hand somebody a packet and say, all right, here it is. We're going to give you as much support as possible, go forth and do great things. And they're going to be out there alone and unafraid, but it will still be great for them because they have, the full staff of the fair rider to help them succeed there because if they succeed we succeed so absolutely okay okay and then yeah over on the facebook page i happen to see that you know restaurants and, and, and food businesses back in the dc area to to reach out so that they can continue to be some of the partners that you can leverage so maybe if you would like to talk about that 
And then if you wanted to continue further, are there some other similar call to action that fellow businesses can do for everybody to win? Roger. So, yes. Yeah. So like I was talking about um, in the future, very, very near future, we're going to be able to have Fair Dine that's coming out on our, our big application update. And so restaurants, they just need to let us know like, hey, we'd like to be a part of the part of Fair Dine's um, network. And basically they just submit to us their menus or whatnot. We upload that to our system. So that would take care of that. Now, when it comes to other services like catering or cutting hair or doing hair or any or any kind of other product that someone wants to sell they can get on our site and then we'll deliver their item to wherever it needs to go within that hour so it's very advantageous uh, especially for black owned businesses because of the fact that more and more people are learning about us this is a perfect way for us to spread that that news basically to everybody all these other uh, businesses so that way they get more traffic themselves just by people going on the Fairrider app. So yeah, uh, definitely they can, they can email info at fairrider.com and say, you know, they're interested in getting on the Fair Dine or getting interested in Fair Express. And then we will slot them and then we'll approach each one in, in order and, and get them added to the application. Yeah, I really hope people can see the vision. A lot of people have a lot of great ideas, and I love it. And I, and I encourage you to keep dreaming and keep thinking and keep trying to find ways to get that to work. One of the most important things for some of these businesses, mine included, is spreading awareness. You all literally have vehicles that travel. So individuals who get in contact with you and, and, and partner with you are now that you're able to move them for themselves and they can kind of focus on the other parts of the business in some capacity. So that's, that's actually a very good idea. I hope people take advantage of it to be even more clear. Cause I think the, you know, the, the, the restaurant delivering food, I think people understand that concept as far as some of the other, you know, your creativity and some of the other services, is, is there a possibility to move the actual hairdresser? Or are we talking about if, if a young lady wants bundles, we're traveling that like, what, what is your vision with that? Right. So it's more of, you know, if you like, it can be from a two sided kind of thing. So mm -hmm. if I work, let's say I work in a barbershop, right. And mm -hmm. I want to be an eco-friendly kind of person. And, but my, but my customers are coming to me, either they're walking there or they're taking an Uber and Lyft there. Well, mm -hmm. I'll be able to get a discount with my discount code with Fairrider that I get all my customers. So that way they can pay a little bit less money to get to, get to uh, my establishment. Now, if I also say, hey, I want to do a little bit more freelance and go to my customer's home, then the way that would work is just like you're ordering a pizza, you'd order whatever that item or that product or service was. And that would be at the system. And then you pay for that person to come to you and, and do that task. And then Fairrider would be the ones that transport them to that area. Okay. 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 And yeah, I almost forgot that part. It's it is amazing to be that again, new company, again, all these services and utilizing the hybrid vehicle, the, the, the eco-friendly vehicle, obviously not giving too much trade secrets. How important was it to not just be, cause okay, let me take a step back. Sometimes a company, a new company, whatever the case is, even black owned needs to charge a little bit more because they are newer so we try to remember hey let's just spend a little bit more for the black dollar because it's going to stay circulated it's going to be worth it in the long end they sustain and they'll be able to pare down prices 
that was what I remember in the shared in the shared post is you all are coming under the competition out from the outset. So how? <laughs> how did well, that, something that was able to be done right out the gate? Right. So well, we're pretty lean, right? So mm-hmm. we don't have an office. You know, we're we're, we're mobile right now okay. most of our businesses technology it's done from the phone it's done from the computer we have a lot of different tools that do a lot of things um, in a bundle so we are we're not outsourcing to a whole bunch of different things to get customer service and things like that done a lot of times you know you'll find we're, we're looking at something like that in the future to train up customer service but right now our staff is doing those calls to ensure that people are uh, getting the service they want. And in addition to that, when it comes to the prices, so what I would say is it depends, like it depends on how far you're going, right? With our prices. <laughs> so we charge by the mile as of now. Now in the future, we're going to be charging in a combination of uh, mileage and time. So that way it's fair to the customer and the, and the driver of how long they've been in the car. But there's just kind of a balance between Ensuring that the driver is getting paid enough to have a living wage. And in addition to that, ensuring that the customer isn't paying an exorbitant amount. So there are some times that depending on where you're going, you know, we will be a little bit more expensive. But when it's within the city limits, most of the time our, 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 our rates are, are less expensive. And in addition to that, in the future, we're gonna, we've already partnered with a company called EV Fleet. So they will become our suppliers of vehicles in the future. And the, that allows Fairrider to have maintenance and all these other things done by another another company that specializes in that and that allows us to save money we can pass those savings on to the customer yes okay excellent excellent all right so at at that point really i mean there's so much there's so much information i got so i really just want to know is there you know is there anything really pertinent that you all want to share that didn't come across already in the discussion Oh, sure. Uh, we need investors. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we're, 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 the floor is 100%. yours. Go ahead on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100% we need investors. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we are, we are wanted all over the place. There's been a lot of interest of people that want to invest, but we do need large investors so that way we can expand quickly. Right now, we want to make sure that we can meet the demand. The demand is so high. So, so high. It's ridiculous. And so we want to be able to meet that. And so with an influx of an investor, we'll be able to provide those services, not only in DC, but we can expand almost instantaneously to other areas because we just take the model we have here and replicate it and ensure that is squared away. So, I mean, investors should know that this is rideshare. There's billions and billions of dollars that are going to be in that are going to be in that business in the next you know five to seven ten years and especially when it comes to uh sustainable energy and and because we were able to take on that mo- model we're already leaps and bounds ahead so i mean i think we justin i forgot um i think it was lyft put out a put out an article saying that we're going to convert our <laughs> our fleet of vehicles to electric vehicles and it's like years later Yes. And so we're, we're ahead of that curve. And by the time that they get to where they need to be, where they should have been, we're already going to be way past that doing other things to better the environment and better our communities. So. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So yes, y'all heard them. The big, the big names, you heard them as well. Um, so I'm just uh, super, like really humbled. I'm really excited to just hear 
everything about this. That was kind of one of the last ones. Um, so I just in the 30 to 40 minute conversation we've had, you were you were seeing around 15. Do you happen to remember having recorded like what was a record uh, number of reservations you all had to field in about an hour's time? Do you, do you hours time? I would say I would say that was the first few. I would say that was the first few days, and I think within an hour we got one time we got like 30 or 40. Wow. It was one hour. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and just to ram it home, like, we don't want to have to cancel on anybody. Yeah. Um, that's why we try to tell people, we try to tell people, like, look, book the day in advance. Like, <laughs> because if you don't, you won't, it's going to be hard for you to get a slot. It's hard to fill all these orders. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and no, I definitely hope from the consumers, I, I, I hope you hear this is this is a business that is that is come you know is definitely doing responsible, crossing a lot, uh, checking a lot of boxes at the same time, and, and providing a lot of useful services. And again, they need investors, so that side as well. Like this, definitely get in touch with them. You see, there's no shortage of an ability to really speak to what it is that they do and what they offer. It sounds like a safe bet to me. So definitely, I hope any and all people that were able to hear them benefited from it. Where else can, you know, not, not where can they find you on social media? Have you had the opportunity to have another conversation elsewhere? I would love for you. To, I would have absolutely no problem. Hey, we, you know, interviewed this other podcast. Hey, we, you know, did this really popular Instagram live or anything like that. Like by all means, plug yourself on that. If, uh, if there's anything to share. Appreciate that. Right now, it's been just doing some podcasts here and there like yours, but a lot of our engagement has just been via our social media platforms. That's going to be the easiest way to get in contact with us right now is reaching out to us via social, following us on social, or even for that matter, emailing us at info at fairrider.com. That's, those are going to be the, the easiest ways to be able to get a hold of someone, whether it's a problem or an inquiry, whatever, whatever it may be. So I implore you guys to go to go to our, all of our socials at Fairrider, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, all of the fun stuff. And we're also going to be unveiling or unrolling our SMS messaging and MailChimp messaging soon as well. So be on the lookout for that because you're going to want to jump on. That'll give you access to any type of deals or sales, promos, promo codes, things like that. So you're going to want to be on the lookout for that as well. So yeah, testament to everything they're just saying. I uh, followed them on Instagram, sent a sent a message there, quickly got responded. Uh, I was asked to email. It was on me. I was delaying. It took me like two days to email. As soon as I got the emails, the conversation continued right along. They are uh, yeah, consummate professionals. Like honestly, I can say that you know just just from my experience with them so far. So I'm super excited for this business to continue to take off. I am absolutely rooting for you all. I'm a big proponent of supporting black business, but more importantly, I like to support the good business. We don't like to get burnt. Usually when we do, we're overly critical of, you know, of our own, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, it, it, it's, 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 it looks like a good sign. Like though you're everybody, nobody's perfect, but it sounds like even the whole, when it's a need to deal with accountability, it seems like that's something you all will handle very quickly and give people have their have any of their concerns appeased and everything. So yeah, just really impressed with you all and, and really, really a fan. Like truly a fan and, and shoot. 
looking forward for a reason or opportunity to kind of test the service out myself, you know, supporting you uh, myself directly. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. We really appreciate it. And thank you for having us on your podcast. Uh, we really, really enjoyed ourselves. That's great. That's great. Well, I appreciate the time. Definitely we go ahead and let you all get back to it. Make sure you feel all those calls and the ones that are coming up soon. And um, yeah, again, greatly appreciate your time. So with all that being said, this is another episode of the Smart Dumb Podcast. And we will catch you soon.